Oahu for Caden's uh, high school uh, track meet, so they're there. And Pastor Eddie and Susan is going to be at home today watching online. And Pastor Zach led, so that left me today. <laughs> so you got to pray for me, okay? <laughs> Yesterday we had a great time. Um, we had, uh, at the Connect Group, we had golfing and bowling. Uh, yeah, it was a great time. I think they're going to share that later. But oh, it's up there? Okay. <laughs> but it was great. I, I, I played golf. And then I went to bowling. <laughs> and the reason I went to bowling was because uh, Tadine's brother-in-law and niece wanted to go. So they got invited, so I, I had to go there. It was really fun. I just want to say thank you to Kanani um, for the golf because she provided the group with uh, sushi and musubi. Yeah. Yes, yeah, man, musubi. And then she donated a prize, a great prize. Uh, as I was golfing, um, I was doing pretty good. And then I ate a sushi. And then I started playing bad. <laughs> then I ate another sushi, and things got worse. <laughs> so the moral is don't eat a sushi when you're golfing, okay? <laughs> so anyway, this morning we're going to, we're in the series of the unshakable, and we're going to talk about upside down. And you think about it, the world is getting shaken up. I mean, try look at it this way. I mean, we right now on the news, the baby formulas are like so limited and out of stock. It's crazy. I mean, I think I'll panic when there's no toilet paper. But, <laughs> but anyway, good to see Byron out there this morning. Let's pray. I need prayer. Lord, thank you for today. <laughs> Lord, thank you for today. I, I love, Lord, the worship time before you. And, Lord, that your presence is here in the midst of your people. That, God, that you would come to each heart during this time and touch them in a fresh new way that you love them. In Jesus' name, amen. Scripture says that, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. So I love what, first of all, I love what Pastor Zach shared last week about the inside and out and how God puts more on the condition of our heart, on how we do things. When you look back in time, uh, the time of selection of king of David, when David was selected, and it's a whole story, but at the end, um, the father, uh, God said this, I look on the heart, not on the outward appearance as we do, as men do, and that's normal, but God says, I look on the heart. Today, I believe God is looking at your heart today. And in that heart, I know that for each one of us, there's a need that we need God in our life. And today, God is going to come and touch you. Our relationship, in, in, we're in uh, Matthew chapter 6, and it talks about, first of all, our relationship with God. And I believe that Jesus Christ came into the world to turn the world upside down in a sense of the religious part of it and how they related to him, to God the Father. Jesus would have never said these words unless the religious reverence was off the mark of giving, of prayer, and fasting. Those three things are ingredients in the old days, and it is now present in our life. And so giving, prayer, and fasting, and you can read it in Matthew chapter 6. 
And Jesus looks at those three things which are very important in worshiping him. And what stood out in those words that he shared was this. There was a reward. A reward that was received by two paths. In the way, one was you get your reward by man. Because outwardly you show all these things that I'm giving to the poor. You're telling people or showing people. And I'm praying out loud. I can eloquently play, pray. And I can fast or sacrifice a lot of things. But then that all went down the road of self-acknowledgement. Having affection from the public, from people. And, have, and it points to self-righteousness. But the other path was God's kingdom. And it was, when you read through scripture, it was unnoticed, unseen, and it was in secret. That displayed humility and dependence on God. And there, God himself is going to reward the person. God sees what we do when we're all alone. I remember this story of, um, about a preacher. He was caught up into heaven. And he was walking to the throne of God, and there was God. And there before God was this great, glorious crown of glory being presented. And there he was walking up, walking up to, that, to the throne of God, and he seen that, and he began to be all humble because he was a preacher then. When he began to preach, many people began to come to know Christ. And so as he was walking up, he tried to be humble. And then all of a sudden, on the side of him appears this lady that he never kind of knew, seen him in church in a while, you know, but she was just, he, he didn't even know her name. And as they were, she was walking up with him. And as they got to the throne of God, God took the throne and gave it to her. And then all of a sudden, God gave him a vision. And all the time that he was preaching, when souls was coming to know Christ, there she was, praying, crying out to God for them. God sees your time before him, and he will reward you in time. The other part of the, uh, in the I want to go back into the area of prayer. And you know in, the, in the, uh, Matthew, 12 times, Father is mentioned in there about prayer. And it's the first time that Jesus introduces God of heaven to the disciples as a father in heaven. A real, that you can have a relationship with him as a father that is perfect. That he's your heavenly father. That you can come and go on his lap and pour out your heart. And he will love you with his presence and arms. That's the only time I read through the gospel. There's one other chapter that had more, but it never related to a relational with God as a father. And um, I'm going to have Leah share later, and she always refers to God as her father in heaven. I mean, when I talk to people, it's always God, you know, Lord and all this. But when I talk to Leah, she always says this, God is my father. My father, my father. God's kingdom, when we read through the scripture, is this. The kingdom of God is a priority in our life. It says that from, from that time, Jesus 
began to preach, saying, Repent, Jesus, repent for the kingdom of God is hand. Matthew 4 1. And the word is at hand is a Greek name, and gizel means to bring near or to join one thing to another. And he's referring to the kingdom of heaven to the kingdom of earth. That's why it says, Thy kingdom come in prayer, that will be done in earth as it is in heaven. By the way, I got that point from uh, Pastor Eddie in the seniors meeting <laughs> just the other week. <laughs> it was the kingdom of heaven was coming down to the kingdom of earth through Jesus Christ. One thing Jesus said this, that the things of the world will perish. Matthew 6, 19 to 20. He says, do not lay up yourselves treasures on earth. Where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal, and lay up yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rush destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. Jesus was saying this when it comes to earthly things and value, don't focus it on priority in life. Because it can be taken away in an instant. Instead, Learn to accumulate eternal treasures in heaven. You know, there are treasures, rewards all in heaven. Um, it's hard to comprehend, but they are. There are crowns of glory and all of this in heaven when we get there. There is something. So God is saying this on this earth. That we're to seek first the kingdom of God. That should be our priority in life. And I remember when I went to the big island and... I didn't have really much money, but there was one scripture that God showed me through all the whole time that he told me this. Through the scripture, you put me first. I'm going to take care of you when things get tough. I'm going to provide for you. And sure enough, he did time and time again. There were checks that came in for my um, rent and food and all of this. and all It was amazing. But the priority should be not in this earthly life, which we look for wealth, fame, and position. Instead, we should look into the kingdom of God, which is everlasting. Because God's kingdom is unshakable. There is, I mean, things are happening that is shaking not only in the outside world, but in people's hearts. But scripture says this in Hebrews 12, 28. Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. That's God's kingdom. And thus, let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. There will be shaking that coming, and it's coming, and it's here. Not only physically, emotionally, but also financially. But there's a kingdom that cannot be shaken in Jesus Christ. You know, what should, when we think of all the shaking what should keep us moving forward in the midst of all that's going on? Well, one thing is this. Heaven, not earth, is our home. Heaven is our home. And we're just passing through to our eternal destination. Heaven is not our home. And that second thing is, and I think this is important. I should not live for the dot. Is there a dot there? 
Okay, if think about this, there's a dot here, okay, and then there's a line, there's a continuous line going this way and that way. Well, the dot represents the earthly life because it's just there. The line is a line that goes this way and that, that's never ending. And that's example of eternity, eternal things. When you think about it, the disciples, what did they do at the beginning of the ministry of Jesus? They focused on the dot. Think about it. They followed Jesus, but they focused on the dot. Because their foundation was the earthly Jesus. They thought, Jesus, he's amazing. He raised the dead. He, he turned water into wine. He healed the sick. He spoke eloquently of the kingdom of God and all of these things. And in their mind, they thought, he's going to be our leader. We're going to follow him. People are following him. And we're going to even overthrow the government that's there. They had all these things for the earthly Jesus to be. And all of a sudden, Jesus gets crucified. And what happened to them? They were crushed, deflated. Talk about losing something of your dream. It hurt. There was pain. Everything was there. Their foundation was the earthly Jesus. And when their foundation crumbled, everything was shaken in their life. Even though their heart was to follow Jesus, they didn't understand that God wanted them to live for an eternal purpose. And it wasn't until Jesus got resurrected, they understood that they had a purpose beyond this earth. It was eternal. A purpose, eternal purpose on earth and even in heaven that will come. God wants to tell us that we all have an eternal purpose in this life that goes beyond all these things in the natural. He has something for you special in the days ahead. This morning, um, I'm going to ask Leigh to come up and um, let's give Leigh a hand if she comes up. Wanna, she, she's part of uh, Tideen's uh, uh, small group on the Zoom group. And every time, once in a while, when they're talking on Zoom, you know, I can hear because it it's loud. But anyway. <laughs> and it's so encouraging. Their group is a group of faith. Sometimes I think I should join their group, but, but I cannot. It's all women. Okay. <laughs> but it's so amazing. But... Uh, Maybe you can uh, share about what happened with, um, when you first got married and John had asked you the question. Good morning, Grace Bible Ohana. Um, when John and I got married, well, actually, before we got married, we were getting kind of serious, and he was like, um, he was like, where would you like to live? Like, anywhere on this island. Where's your dream home? And I said, um, Kula. And he goes, it's not going to happen. Pick somewhere else. <laughs> and I looked at him, and I was like, what? And he goes, no matter how hard I work, I can never do that for you. 
And I said, you think you're going to get me my dream home? And he goes, yeah. And I was like, no, God is. And he was like, okay. And John was the sole provider. Right? He was. Yeah, he was okay. our sole provider. He wanted me to stay home with the kids. Um, and he, he worked. He had three jobs at one point. <laughs> okay. I want to I take, take us back uh, to Mother's Day seven years ago. Tell us what happened. Um, on Mother's Day seven years ago in 2015, we woke up, we went to church, we were part of the Wailuku Extension, and that morning we blessed Rahia. She was four and a half months old. Um, that was the morning that I last saw and spoke to my husband. Um, that evening, well, that, later that afternoon, um, I was calling his phone, calling his phone, and he didn't answer. Finally, an uh, unfamiliar voice picked up the phone, and he said, this is officer so-and-so. Um, who am I speaking to? And I told him who I was, and he told me to go to the hospital. Um, on my way to the hospital, I left my kids with my mom. So on the way to the hospital, I only had a little bit battery life, and I called Pastor Lance. And right after I told him, my phone died. I couldn't talk to anybody else. I couldn't let anybody else know what was going on. Um, but God knew, and he provided. Um, at the hospital, I had my church ohana there with me, um, and my family was home with my babies who really needed them at that time. Um, John passed. I was able to go in. Um, I was able to say goodbye, and I just laid my head on his chest, and it was important for me to let him know that I forgave him and that I thanked him for just loving us, me, the best way that he could. So through all the process of grieving and what happened when you were putting together the uh, collage and all that? So um, days after his, um, after the hospital, we were preparing for his funeral. I was in Rahia's room and I was putting together the pictures and the collages and the kids were all sleeping. And I think that was my moment of just crying. So it was, of course, a soft cry, but it was a continuous cry. And I just said, Father, I need you. I need you, Lord. And in the midst of me crying, I just felt peace. I felt peace, and I heard God say, I will take care of you. And I didn't dare question it. I just said, okay. How God has. He has provided in, in every single way. You know, he's, things get shaken in my life. Things are not perfect. Just because God said he has, you know, he will provide for me. But I know where my faith is. I know where my foundation is. And the thing is that I'm not alone. He's with me all the time. He's with you all the time. It's not him that walks away from us. It's we who walk away from him. He's always there with us. What happened this past Mother's Day? So every Mother's Day, I usually go and make a little story, and I post it on my Instagram, you know, just kind of celebrating his life. And this year, I didn't do that. And the girls had school in the morning, so they woke up. While we were eating breakfast, I looked at them, and I said, you guys okay? And my oldest, who's 13, goes, yeah. She goes, Mom. I don't want to remember dad like that. 
I want to remember that I see him smiling. I see him happy. I see him healthy. He's in a better place than us. She goes, I'm going to remember dad happy. And I said, good, good. And I was smiling. And then the youngest one, who's seven, she, didn't, she doesn't remember her time with her daddy because she was only four and a half months when he passed. So um, she, she put her head down and she goes, I'm not sad. I just wish I could hug him. So I stood up and I said, you can and you will. I said, but for now, practice on mommy because one day, not now, not soon, you will get to see your father. You will get to hug him in heaven one day. So practice on me. Amen. So through all of this, uh, I asked Leigh to uh, share a song with us. And uh, yeah, she, she needs to uh, um, stand. But I asked her to share a song. And this song is called, I Look to You. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard it before, but uh, it's just a song that uh, when things get really hard and difficult, that it's our fate that we are to look to God through all of this. So she's going to come, come up and share. Hello? Okay. Let's try this at 8, what, 9 o'clock in the morning. Whew, 9.30. Let's go. And as I lay me down, heaven hear me now. giving in my all Winter storms have come And darkened my sun And after all that I've been through Who cannot think I run to And I look to you
don't know if I can make it All I can do is lift my head I look to you Stand up and we're gonna close. I just appreciate her life and what God has done through her and her faith, and just an example that God has set for us that He's our Father in heaven. And as He looks down upon us, He sees our hearts, our hearts that are broken, that is searching, and that needs things. But let you know that God is here for you today. And every day, this morning as I pray, I just want to just say that, that you give your heart to the Lord. And that you would change your mental thinking against who God is. He is a father, a perfect father in heaven for you. And that he's going to watch over you. So Lord, even as we, this morning as we come together. And Lord, even that song that uh, just was sung that we look to you, whatever situation that you're facing, give your heart to God and look to him. Because he's going to figure it out. He's going to work it out for you in every way. Because the best is yet to come in the days ahead for you. You may think that everything is shattered and broken. It's not. Because God has a plan and a purpose. And he has you in the palm of his hands. And he's going to see, and you're going to see, the resurrection Christ in your life in the days ahead. 
So, Lord, I just thank you for each one here. And that your blessing will flow upon them and your presence will come upon them this week. Knowing that you're the Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Amen. Amen.